Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. Somebody say, get ready for growth. Get ready for growth. That's what the Lord has been speaking to me since the beginning of the year. Get ready for growth. And in this series, I've covered a lot of ground. I've covered a lot of different things. And it's funny because as I was praying this week, and uh, for any of those worried about what time it is, I promise you, I'm going to do my best to be done by 1030. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, as, as I was praying and asking the Lord, Lord, what are you speaking? What are you saying? What, what is next? I don't know if anybody's ever studied or had to preach before. But whenever you go to study to preach and the Lord keeps telling you to go back to things that you've already preached, it is frustrating. Like, I was like, Lord, I want something new. Like these people, some of these people have already heard this. He's like, no, you, what did I already say? He really is a father. You know what I mean? Like anybody ever had their dad be like, but what did I say? Any other dads ever done that with their kids? You say, I told you to go do this. And they're like, what am I? Because I said so. But what did I say? And I felt like as I was studying for this message, I was fighting with God. And God's like, but what did I say? His voice was thundering at me, man. I was like, stop yelling at me, God. I just want to be a faithful steward. And he said, go back to what I've said already. And then he said, there's, there's a reason I want you to go back. And, you know, as we're getting ready for growth, how many know we've, for those of you who have been here since January or before January, we've seen a lot of growth take place in our church body corporately since January, and it's been incredible to see that take place. But we believe at high praise that it is important for everybody to have the vision of where we're going. You may know our vision statement, which is equipping believers, building families, and furthering the kingdom of God. But as a church, as a prophetic church, we believe that the Lord gives us something. I mean, I believe this, and he gives us things throughout the year. But I believe oftentimes he gives us a word for the year of what he wants to do. And so far, what the Lord has given, we have seen take place. And what the beginning of the year, the Lord gave me this, this text out of Isaiah 40. And actually, we're going to start in verse 28 here in just a second. Um, but he's talked, but I, I preached a message for the beginning of the year. How many of you were here in January? Raise your hand if you were here in January. Let me do it this way. Raise your hand if you weren't here in January. See, look at the hands around the room. That's awesome. And we're in two services. In the second service, we're going to have more people who were not here in January. And we've had to go to two services because we've seen so much growth. And so... We believe what the Lord spoke, I believe what the Lord spoke to me at the beginning of the year was that we were to wait, soar, and run. That's what God was calling us to do this year. It's a three-part word. And I believe that we have done waiting and we're, listen to me, I believe that we are still in waiting seasons in some things and other seasons were in, and other things were in soaring season and in other things were in running season. But I really feel like where God's taking us, I told, I was talking to Andy paid about this. I said, I really felt like the Lord said, remind the people of the vision for this year. And if any of you know some ins and outs of some things that are going on, I'll kind of let in just a little bit. Um, We currently lease this facility 
and our lease is actually coming up in October, at the end of October, and we are believing for something to happen, to move, to shake, whether it be that we get to release this facility or we have to go somewhere else, we're believing for a divine intervention for God to show up and do what he wants to do, amen? But I, be- I really believe that the reason the Lord's bringing this word back is because in order for him to do and, and move in the way, because y'all have heard me say this numerous times, that God's got to do it through you before he does it through us. So that means that everybody's got to be on the same vision before we begin to go forward in what he's called us to do. It talks about that in Habakkuk, right? It talks about write the vision, make it clear so that those that see it can run. And that's what we're doing. We're writing this vision once again so that you know that it, we're about to run and we are about to sprint. We are about to pass batons. We're about to do the marathon. We're about to do all the things. And we're not going to grow weary in well-doing because we're going to reap because we're not going to faint, okay? So it says this in Isaiah 40, 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. I am so grateful today that his understanding is unsearchable because my understanding is limited. His understanding is all-knowing and goes far beyond anything I can dare think, ask, or imagine. But then he gives, the scripture talks about us, but then he says, according to the power that is working within us. So listen to me. That means that his unsearchable power is deep within you and whenever there's times that you're limited by your own mindset and where what you can see God knows further than what you can see and then he can begin to equip you and empower you to go further than what you can think dare or imagine amen and I believe we're about to see that I'm telling you I'm gonna be real honest with you as, as pastor this morning I've kind of had some limited vision that's normal Because I can only see so far. When I say limited vision, I don't mean limited faith. I'm believing for crazy things. If I told you some of the things I'm believing for, y'all would look at me like I am insane in the membrane. But I'm believing for crazy things. But at the same time, I can only see so far. I can only see so many, there's only so much property available. There's only so many buildings available. There's only so much that we can do with what we currently have. We're limited in how much space we have. But I also understand who, though man may say, (laughs) though man may say, we've got them where we want them. Though man may say, this is where it stops. Though man may say these things, I'm so crazy to believe in a God who will intervene in a situation and for people that are walking in righteousness because the Bible says that a righteous man's steps are ordered by the Lord and I know that God is ordering the steps of the righteous in this church body and we're going to move forward and go go forward and recover and conquer all that God has called us. He's given us the land. He's given us the city. So we're going to go forward and see it take place by the Spirit of God. Let that be an announcement that listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. I want you to, because there's some people in here like, y'all crazy. Listen to me. This is not a prophetic hype. This is an announcement to the kingdoms of darkness that you have no hold on anything that God wants to do. The Bible says it like this. The king, the kingdoms 
have suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. They move forward and they advance forward. I'm not saying we're going to be violent, but what I'm saying, because I don't believe that God's called us to be violent. I believe that God disarms the violent. That's what he does whenever you see him in the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, you see him there and he, and, 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 he, and he says, put the sword down and he heals the ear. He's disarming the violence. But in the midst of that, what was he actually doing? He was really advancing the purpose. This is nothing in my notes. I I haven't even finished my scripture. It's prophetic today. It's It's prophetic announcement this morning. And we're really prophesying to the kingdoms of darkness. And we're letting them know you will not have any say in what God wants to do in this church body. Matthew 16 says like this, on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I'm telling you, there is no gates of hell that are going to prevail, about, prevail on what God wants to do here, amen? It goes on to say in verse 29, he gives power to the weak. This is back in Isaiah, I'm skipping around. <laughs> he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. Beginning of the year, I really began to feel like the Lord was saying, any strength that people have lost in 2022, he's going to renew in 2023. And I I believe that we've seen that. I believe that we've been seeing that, that there's been strength that has been re-added to people. Uh, You know, we as humans, we like to take matters into our own hands, right? We like to do, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to do it. But the Lord's like, in, in, in the economy of the Lord or in, in the ways of the Lord, should I say, it is weight. In the natural, to build strength, you do what? You work. You work. You go to the gym. You get swole. You work out. You work, work, work. You don't stop working in the gym. You make sure you're there all the time. But in the spirit, everything's different. In the spirit, the scripture says, those who wait are made strong. And I'm concerned that as a church, we have not done this, but I'm concerned there are churches that have done this, and people and in, in Christians that have done this, that we work, 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 but we don't wait. I've been guilty of it. We work, 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 but we don't wait for strength. We make sure we're doing a lot of work, but there's a difference between busy work and empowered work. Busy work looks like I'm doing, 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 but you're not accomplishing anything. You're just swinging a sword around. You're probably hurting more people than you're helping. Empowered work looks like I'm waiting for the divine moment in time that God calls me forward. It doesn't mean laziness either, because there's a balance. We take weight and we, come, we become lazy. We sit around our blessed assurance. And we have to, we're waiting for the unction to function. You know what I'm talking about? Lord, and the, oh, Lord, there's the moment. I think it's, oh, there's, I, I think, Lord, there it is. Lord, is that you? No, okay, you want me to sit down and not do anything a little bit longer? Okay, yeah, yeah. And then the Lord like, really like yells at you like, what did I say? And you're like ignoring him and like not doing anything. Listen, if you want to be empowered, you need to wait on the divine moments, times that God has for you, and then fulfill what God has for you in your future. Amen. And waiting can be a difficult task. You get very impatient when you wait. 
Waiting just means basically this. Listen, it means having confidence in God that whatever he has said in his word concerning you or the challenge you're facing, he will bring everything to pass. Everything to pass. Isaiah 40, 31 is really about trusting the inexhaustible strength and power of God. And I want you to understand this today. You may want to write this down if you don't already have this written down somewhere. God's promises are irreversible because they are yes and amen. God's promises are irreversible because they are yes and amen. Which means they are yes and so be it. And he doesn't lie about anything that he speaks or says. Man may lie. Man may let you down. God does not. And I'm sorry if there has been men or women in your life of God, men and women of God in your life, that have promised you one thing and let you down time and time again. Because as leaders in the body of Christ, we are called to example the heart of the Father. Now listen to me. I want to clarify it with this. That does not mean we are perfect. That doesn't mean that we will never miss it. I've missed it a few times. My grandpa would say like this, there was one time I thought I was wrong, and it was only because I thought I was wrong, but I wasn't. <laughs> Should have used that at the dad joke thing last night, I guess. I've missed it a few times. I've looked back at some things I've preached Eight years ago, I went, what was I saying? <laughs> That's not even biblical. <laughs> so I repent on behalf of myself, even though you didn't hear those sermons. Because we're called to example the heart of the Father. And if we don't do that properly, then you get the wrong view of the Father. And God is a God who doesn't lie. And his promises are yes and amen. Amen. He's not going to dangle a carrot in front of your face and say, oh, yeah, 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 no. You know, it seem like the, what is it, the, oh, man, is it progressive? Or it's Geico that has the commercial with the Fisher guy with the dollar in front of you. Oh, you're going to get it. Oh, you almost got it. That's not God. That's not the heart of the Father. If he's leading you to something, he's leading you there because you're going to see that. To wait properly, we have to understand kairos, kairos moments. Um, we're, we live on chronos, which is exact. God is not bound by time, though. Rather, he uses kairos moments, which means the appointed time in the purpose of God. He is, God can, listen to me, God cannot be limited by something he created. I'm going to say that again. He cannot be limited by something he has created. Because God can change anything in a moment. And so... Sometimes we get antsy, and that's the best way I've been able to describe what we feel like we're going through as a church right now. And it hit me last night as I was talking to some of the men of this church body. I was telling some of them, I was like, you know, the way I feel right now, and I, and I told Pastor Chelsea this when I got home, was I'm not worried. I'm not anxious. I'm antsy. It's an excitement but also like a frustrated excitement. Like, I just can't wait. You know what I'm talking about? It's like being in line at Disney World for your favorite ride. 
so excited, you're antsy to get on that ride. That's how I feel. And I told Pastor Chelsea, and y'all, told, y'all, many of you heard me tell the testimony of how Pastor Chelsea and I ended up here and all the divine moments that God did and we saw his hand move. And I told Pastor Chelsea, it is that exact feeling again. It's that exact feeling again. That I just feel this antsy excitement, like jitter, like I'm just ready to go, but I'm frustrated. God, what are we doing? What's next? I don't get it. Why are we here? What's happening? God, come on, God. Everything's going great. I'm not mad about anything. <laughs> the church is growing. We're seeing, uh, we're seeing more influence in the city. We're ministering to more people than we've ever ministered to before in the church and outside the church. God is doing incredible things, but I know there's something on the way that God has for this church's body that's going to blow our minds, amen? And let me just say, I know I've said this numerous times, whenever I'm saying these things, this is not for my good, it's for your good too. It's not about us, it's about us. All of them, our church together, working in one accord together, amen? He'll do something in his perfect time. I believe that we've been waiting properly. It's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. And we're going to wait properly and then we're soaring too. What is soaring? Soaring is actually not defensive, it's offensive too. It's double. Waiting is completely defensive. Mm, I just see this. Waiting is a completely defensive position. You know what I mean? You're not doing anything offensive whenever you're waiting. God's empowering you, but there's no offense. There's no moving forward that you're doing whenever you're waiting. You're there. When you're soaring, it's two. It is both defensive and offensive. Because the eagle actually uses soaring and going to higher altitudes to get away from prey that may be coming after him. I mean, any attackers that may be coming. And what happens actually when an eagle, what he does is he soars high, and as he gets so high, because they can go much higher than other birds and other things that are attacking them, the enemy or the thing that's after them actually just falls. That's what happens. So it's defensive, but it's also offensive, because the other thing that the eagle does and the reason that he soars is because he looks at the ground and he sees what's down there to take and to overcome. So I really believe as a church, we're in a soaring season right now where we are both defensive and offensive, meaning we are soaring away from the things of the enemy that have been trying to get after us, but we're also looking down at the land that he wants us to take. And I believe that's where we're at as a church, where we are soaring right now. One of the reasons, I said this, I'll move on. So we're going we're gonna to soar. And now, after we are done soaring, we're going to begin to do this. Well, let me just go and say this. This isn't in here, but I'll say it. I believe that what we soar on is not anything that we can do. It's the Spirit of God. It's the fresh wind of God. And I've really been sensing that there's a fresh wind and fresh fire that God wants to pour out in our church body. Like the day of Pentecost, when, when fire and the wind, I'm believing that the Lord is about to really just do something divine. And I'm just going to prophesy this just for a minute. Church, y'all just get ready for the services that we have to just flow into the second service. Because <laughs> we can't stop. Because the Lord's just moving and prophesying and worship is continuing. And, and Ben and Kayla made all this breakfast and others have made all this breakfast. It's going to get cold and we're going to save it for lunch instead. Because I'm telling you, God is doing things and is about to do things that are going to be uncommon that you are not used to. 
And when he does these things, I'm telling you, we're going to jump in and we're going to go with what God wants to do. I'm not a performing pastor. Meaning, I don't want, I'm not going to stand here and say what you want to hear so you shout an amen. I'm not going to stand here and just say what you want to say so you feel good and happy and you can leave like you do nothing ever wrong in your life. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you like it is. With love in my heart. And we're going to be who we be. We're going to be who high praise is. We're going to, be our, we're going to, we're going to let the Spirit of God do whatever he wants, just like we sang this morning, we're going to let him do whatever he wants to do. Scripture goes on to talk about running and not growing weary, walking and not fainting. Every runner has limits. God has none. What does that mean for you? It means the Spirit of the Lord can take you past your limits and you'll still have strength. It's funny that I say all that before. What I just said before this, because some of you worshiping all afternoon be pushing you past your limits and knowing if you, you don't know if you got anything left in the tank. <laughs> and I'm telling you, God will take you past your limits and give you strength in your job. I believe He can take you past your limits and still give you strength. This is both a person. This is a personal word too. He can take you past your limits with your kids and still give you strength to endure dealing with them. <laughs> he can take you past your limits in your marriage and still give you strength to love and care for one another just as Christ loves the church. Amen? I'm so glad that I had seven men agree with me this morning on that. <laughs> Women, you endure it with us all the time. Men, we are short-fused. Men, you need to lean on the Lord a little bit more. <laughs> he's calling the people of this church to soar and run not just personally but corporately as well and it takes commitment to run we're not just going to talk about running we're going to actually run talk is cheap, actions take commitment and commitment can be costly commitment can cost you time money, resources true commitment does and it's amazing to me mm, How much commitment we will give to our work and how little commitment we will give to God. There's your toes. I stepped on them. It is amazing to me how your boss could call you, for many of you in this room, should I say, could call you at any moment's notice. You're going to answer that phone. You're going to be wherever they tell you to be, whenever they tell you to be, because, I mean, they're your boss, and you should. Like, listen to me. It's important to have a good work ethic. But it's also more important that when God calls you at 3 a.m. in the morning and says, hey, wake up and pray, you get your hind end out of bed and you pray until you feel a release. It's just as important that whenever you're driving to work in the mornings that you turn on some worship music and you shout and sing in your car. It is just as important that you devote yourself to a, lot, a life of consecration. It is just as important that you devote yourself to a life of righteous living. It is just as important that you read your word. You know your work handbook, but you don't know the Bible. You know all the policies to follow at work. But you don't know what the word of God actually says. 
You heard what, it's, what your grandparents told you 30 years ago as a child and are still living in the exact same religious belief and understanding and haven't changed a dime since then and you're just going with the flow of yep that's the way it's always been said so that's the way I believe it and you never studied anything yourself and you're just going along with it but with work you are committed you know every change and detail that happens but for some reason we feel like God just gets our scraps and let me just say this morning, if you want to accomplish everything that God has for you, you're going to have to stay committed to the things of the Lord. I'm not, listen to me, this isn't a stay committed to high praise. If this is your home church, you do need to be committed to the church. I believe that. But I'm just talking about God at this moment. Just your walk with Jesus. You need to take some commitment and listen, it's going to cost you for some of the younger generation. It's going to cost you video game time. It's going to cost you TV time. It's going to cost you for the, the, uh, the millennial generation that's had phones. It's going to cost you phone time. Put your phone down for a little bit. Gen Z, it's going to cost you YouTube time or whatever it is. Like Older generation, it's going to cost you whatever you do. Naps. <laughs> it's going to cost you something if you're committed. <laughs> We're going to actually stay committed and do what God's called us to do. And I believe that us launching two services is the beginning of that running season that we're walking into. And it's just the beginning of the race. And I've said this before, but we're not in a sprint, we're in a marathon. Like, this is not a and then we're done. This is something we're going to continue in and endure and accomplish everything that God has called us to do. But it takes commitment to run. We've started that run, and we're about to run even more to orphans and widows. We're going to run to hurting. We're going to run to the broken. We're going to run to the lost. We're going to run to families. We're going to run to the city. We're going to run to the needs of this city. We're going to run to those battle. We're not, listen, we're not going to run from those that are battling sexual confusion. We're going to run to those that are battling sexual confusion. We're running to Jesus. We're running to flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. We're running to flowing in miracle signs and wonders. We're running to growth and expansion. We're running to every new thing that God has for us because 2023 is going to be a year that we see great growth as we run. I just really believe, and I said this last week, I mean two weeks ago, we're not going to be embarrassed and we're not going to hold back because we're not going to come up short. That's not arrogance, that's confidence. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. And when the lion roars, I don't think anybody... I don't think any of its prey thinks, oh man, that, that's arrogance. And I'm just saying it like a lion this morning that I, I, we're not going to be ashamed and we're not going to come up short. And I'm announcing that to the enemy. We're not going to be ashamed and we're not going to come up short. I have boldness to believe in a God that does crazy things for the people that follow him and are committed to him. Amen. And we're going to walk and not faint, which means we're going to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We're not going to worry about the outcome, but rather we're going to listen for the timing. 
going to two services. We're not going to cut short everything. Andy and April are really mad. We cut one song off the list. <laughs> we did have to do that for time. But we're not cutting a flow of the Spirit. And if God begins to speak and move, we're going to go with it. We're just going to do it. Because i tell you right now, <laughs> I'm not a seasoned, um, eloquent, huge vocabulary preacher and teacher. But I'm going to make some of the teenagers laugh. I do believe that I have some riz. Charisma. That's what it means, guys. I just killed all the teenagers. They're going to know, Pastor. Can't believe you. I had to do it just because on the youth trip, listen, I'll get back to it real quickly. On the youth trip, they kept using this. Oh, they got that riz. They got that riz. I'm like, I finally felt like the old person of the group. Hey, what you talking about riz? Did you mean Ritz? Like crackers? Riz. Okay. Whatever that is. Of course, Pastor Chelsea knew exactly what it was. And I was like, it's because you're not 30 yet. <laughs> Just two months. <laughs> My point of where I'm getting at is we have incredible musicians. We have awesome teams and welcoming people and all these things I'm so thankful for. And I say that to say if we wanted to grow this church in a few weeks or we had to go to three services, I fully believe I know all the systems on how to do those things. And we have the people and the manpower to do those things. But I'm not concerned about, understand what I'm saying this, though the Lord is saying get ready for growth, I'm, that's not my goal. If it's my goal, then we could do it like that. My goal, let me, just, let me, let me rewind for a second. My goal is growth. My goal is you growing, not the church growing. My goal is that you grow in things of righteousness, that you grow in the things of the word, that you grow in boldness, that you grow in your marriage, that you grow in your family, that you grow in your finances, that you grow and are abundant because Jesus came to give you life and life more abundantly. In other words, he wanted your life to grow. Planted in the house of the Lord, flourish in the course of the God. Grow. God wants you to grow. My goal is growth. But it's not numerical growth, it's personal growth. If we want a numerical growth, we could do it, but our goal is for you to personally grow. So we're not gonna make everything just like patty cake church, country club church. We're not gonna stop praying in tongues. We're not gonna stop prophesying. We're not gonna stop flowing in the gifts of spirit. We're going to walk in the ways of the spirit, walk in the way that God has called us to do so that we can fulfill everything he's called us to do. And let me just encourage you with this real quickly. Don't compromise in your job either. Don't compromise in your workplace or you will not see the fullness of what God has for you. Commitment means don't compromise. Because compromising is pushing away commitment. They're a battle with one another. You're not really committed if you're constantly compromising. But if you're actually committed, you will not compromise. Because you're going to walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'm coming to a close. Y'all stay with me. But we're going to keep walking. My dad's always said it like this. 
Throwing in the towel will only leave you with the memory of unrewarded labor. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. And lastly, we'll go to this real quickly. Running takes posturing. So we talked about how defensively is waiting. Now we're in a, you're in middle defensive offensive whenever you are soaring. Running is fully offensive. Not offensive. <laughs> Running is offensive. It is progressing. It is moving forward the kingdom of God, just like our vision statement speaks. It is furthering the kingdom of God. And so whenever you go to run, there's a certain posture that runners take. And they have to get in that position. And if you run before, if you run too soon, you get a penalty. You run too many times ahead, then you actually get disqualified. And we're going to be a church that waits for that go. And we're going to go after it. And we've, I believe we've already kind of gotten the first go. But I believe there's more goes to come that God wants us to do. Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3 in the message says this. Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3 in the message says this. And then God answered, write this. Write about what you see. Write it out on big block letters so that it can be read on the run. The vision message is a witness pointing to the, what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. And it does not lie. The vision does not, just like his word, it does not lie. There's a difference between having a vision and running with a vision. A vision with no action is nothing but a dream. Vision plus action equals realization. God did not give us a vision to sit on, but rather to run with. And I believe that we are about to run to everything that we can run to that God has for us and see everything take place. We're going to be the one can put 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000. Listen, the person sitting next to you is worth 9,000. <laughs> and that means we're going to work together and we're going to accomplish the vision of this house. It's going to be in one accord and unity together. And running takes momentum. And running is a rhythm. Because the, the, running is the rhythm that creates momentum. So there's a rhythm to running. And that running creates Momentum, And we've been in that momentum. There's been this, these moments that have created momentum that have happened. And I'm telling you, they're going to continue to take place. And I believe that we are going to do everything that the Lord has called us to do. And I want to announce this, that no matter what the devil throws at us, he cannot stop the momentum of his spirit moving through this house. I'm going to prophesy over your house and your family. No matter what the Lord throws at you and your family, I mean, no matter what the enemy throws at you or your family, the enemy cannot stop what the Lord is doing in your family and in your house and in your marriage. Let me announce to the enemy that, listen, no matter what the enemy throws at your kids, whether they're in school, homeschooled, or wherever they're at, listen to me. There is nothing that the enemy can throw against your kids. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That means that it cannot take place. It cannot have the upper hand. And I'm announcing to every kingdom of darkness and principality and power that you 
must come down because we have the God that is of all. He is the great I am. He is on our side. And if our God is for us, then who can stand against us? There is no power, principality, no high thing, no devil, nothing that can stop what God wants to do in this house through the people of this house. And so high praise, it's time to run and we're moving forward in what God has called us to do. Will you stand up to your feet and give God a hand clap and shout of praise this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to say one more thing. I'm going to pray. One more thing I want to say is it was about probably six months ago. And I don't know if I've, I can't remember if I've shared this with you all or not. I heard the Lord speak clearly in a moment. And he said, Moses is dead. And I was like, what does that mean? You know? What is Moses is dead? And I felt like, see, when, when Moses died, the generation that was with him, that was complaining, grumbling, belly aching, and holding back from where God was trying to take the children of Israel, they went too. And I don't believe it was a little, I don't believe that the Lord was saying that there's people that have died or have even left the church. I believe what the Lord was really saying is there's mindsets that are officially dead and gone. There is stigma that is officially dead and gone. And now is the divine time to move forward into the land that is overflowing with milk and honey, the promised land of God. And I believe, church, we are about to see the goodness of God on display like never before. I believe that we're about to see God move and do things that, listen to me, church, when we give testimony of what God has done, it's going to be a testimony that we shout from the rooftops. There's going to be test. listen to me, I'm going to say this again before he does it, Corporately, he does it personally. So I'm just going to go and prophesy this over you right now because I feel this. That there are things that God is going to do personally in your lives. They're going to be done personally within your life that are going to be like an example of the things that are to come corporately for the church. There's going to be divine moments that God turns everything that the enemy meant for evil for your good. And the Lord says there's going to be great testimonies that are going to come forth in the area of finances. I just sense there's people. I'm just going to, I, uh, we're just going to do this. I just sense that the Lord is saying there, that he's releasing land and homes to people in this room. That there's some of you that you've been renting and you've been even in apartments and your desire has been to own land and own a, a house. And I heard the Lord, I just, I just sense this. I know in the, in the natural, the economy looks one way, but I hear the Lord saying, I'm giving favor to the people of this house. And there's someone, there's at least one in this room. I just feel this, that in the days, the very soon days to come, the Lord says, I'm going to bring something to the table in your life. And it's going to be an open door of opportunity to purchase what you've been desiring. So we release that now. And the Lord says, I'm going to do these things 
as a, as a sign and a wonder for the great things that are to come uh, ahead for us as corporately. So, Father, we thank you for that right now. Will you just lift your hands? Father, I thank you for your people. I pray God's blessing over their life. I thank you for this word. I thank you for the growth that is to come personally first, Father. We thank you for that you're doing a new thing within us personally. You're stirring our spirit. Deep is crying unto deep now. And, Lord, you're doing new things within our heart, within our soul, within our mind, within our body. Lord, we thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. And, God, we thank you you're preparing us for what you're going to. For we know that preparation precedes manifestation. So, God, we just thank you that you've been preparing us for the months that we've been in, for the year, the past few years, God. There's been preparation. But, Lord, you're about to bring your great manifestation of your power, your will, your grace, and your glory. And, Lord, we just give you all praise, honor, and glory for it. We thank you for what you've done, you're doing, and you're going to do. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. High praise.